0: brought to you by better odds a new odd shopping platform that is coming soon uh, i don't have corby on today's episode but i can say that we kind of not launched because i guess there was a dfs thing that i pay attention to but drastically improved the dfs portion and it looks very good and very helpful so uh, i guess that's the latest update update i think last week we had already had the parlay builder up so i won't talk about that but better odds uh exciting stuff going on there. What is also exciting is that it's my 40th episode with my good friend Nick from Blue Duck Media. Nick, how are you?
1: 40 episodes, brother. Uh, it's been a fun ride. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm good. I got a big rec league game tonight I'm excited for.
1: I know you're in two leagues. Is this your like, top league or your more medium league?
0: This is the the, the higher division league, which we're playing the team that, that that's knocked us out the last Two seasons? Maybe two at the last three. You know, the seasons kind of turn over very often.
1: Uh, is, would you say that a rivalry is brewing? Like, do you know all the tendencies of the guys on the other team and they're starting to be like...
0: Oh, no. Yeah, we've got, we've got a game plan ready. I mean, they have, they have one guy who's one of the best shooters I've ever seen. And I've played with some, some very, very good shooters. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's really their engine. I, I can't call it a rivalry. We, we, we've lost to him by three twice in the playoffs. And then, so it's not really a rivalry until we beat them, particularly in the playoffs. But, you know, we're, we're three and two. One of the games, we really, we really should be four and one. We had a guy get hurt, and we only brought five guys. And the other team made us play with four. And then we picked someone up from like a lower division that was playing in the next game. We would have won that game. So whatever, that was lame. We should be four and one. But anyway, so it's a big game. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited that you haven't even brought up the Knicks because um, in our prep meeting, you gave me a bunch of shit for the Knicks winning, what, seven in a row and the Heat losing seven in a row, something like that?
1: Yeah, no, don't worry. We've got that built into the show.
0: There. Okay. Good. I, I don't I don't need that right off the top. All right, good. All right, so should we get to the state of the stack?
1: Uh, let's do it. How did we do this week?
0: Uh, we had a good week. Twitter really bounced back. I mean, it was largely driven by the big Caesars hit. I think we're up. I I don't have the notes, but I think we're up about two hundred ish, which would put us up just under uh four hundred for the month. You know, not a not a huge month, but it, it, it annualizes to um just under five K. So, you know, it'd be pretty we end up making six K last year. So, you know, uh chugging along type month. We obviously had had the bad week previously, so it was nice to get the big bounce back, particularly with the Caesars hip, if The FanDuel Boost had done well. We did well with the the NBA boost, we lost 70 yesterday or something like that because we lost the $50, but we got a bunch of free bets back from that. And then we lost $20, which we also got a free bet back for. So it's also like, it's kind of like a, <laughs> I don't know if there's good 70s to lose, but uh, we were up over 250 heading into yesterday if my mental math was right. And then, you know, we've got a ton of free bets to work with now. Uh, I think we're probably up to like $80 in free bets to play with this week. I don't know if that'll hit January. I mean, I don't know if we'll hit any of them, but that'll be a nice big advantage to start February with.
1: Hell yeah. I love going into February with some free bets. Um,
0: Yeah. And then, sorry. So then the Discord, um, I think I mentioned last week that we started to track the Discord stuff. The non, I mean, I was already doing the, the higher tier officials tracking which done fine. I think it was it was a small down week. They're up small ish on the on the month. But okay, we've got our uh, so i am tracking Bet Rivers, MGM, and ESPN. And obviously there's DraftKings VIP and then there's state specifics and then there's Caesar's targeted stuff. Uh, you know I, I basically hired someone to do the tracking and I didn't want them to try and differentiate what DraftKings plays were already in the Twitter stuff and what was on the Discord only, and same with the Caesars and FanDuel. So I just have them do Bet Rivers, MGM, ESPN. Before yesterday, and yesterday was a good day for this uh, because Bet Rivers, we hit both the college basketball and the NBA. But heading into yesterday, because I see it's not updated, uh, it was up, Bet Rivers is up 20 units on the month. MGM's up 50. I, <laughs> I'd like to point out that is a misleadingly high number because the way MGM does their promos, like, you could get one Barry's boost. First off, obviously, plenty of people are limited on MGM, but that's not something I can, like, bake in. This is assuming that you get MGM promos. But it's misleadingly high, and why I, I didn't want to track it before, because you could get one Barry's boost, and another person could get another Barry's boost, and then they both end up getting tracked. I'm just tracking every play that gets posted. So MGMs have 50 units, which it has had a huge roi month and and a fantastic month but not quite that fantastic and then espn was up 10 which i think it should be up nine because we lost the a play yesterday so uh, a really strong month in in the discord for the for the non i mean yes the officials did fine and the twitter stuff did did fine and and then i don't know how this compares to other months but i imagine You know, Bet Rivers being up now like 25 units is really great, especially because a lot of those plays are $25 max. MGM, like I said, very high uh, unit month, maybe not quite as high as 50. And then ESPN up nine is also a pretty good month. So good stuff all around. Uh, And that is our state of the stack.
1: Uh, Love it. Love it. Love to see things trending up. Uh, I think we move right along into the gambling landscape update. Um any updates for us from around the gambling world?
0: Nothing too interesting. Um Bet365 jumped into Indiana. We talked about North Carolina last week. I just like seeing good books expand. I I guess one thing I wanted to add was DraftKings uh they they're doing so much today. Like <laughs> I n- I never want to react to one day and DraftKings kind of goes to their highs and lows, but just I mean, scrolling through, there's mul- there's a gift boost, there are two superstar boosts, there's a hundred percent JJ profit splash, use it fifty percent, uh there's a thirty three percent college basketball SGPX boost, there's a thirty three percent soccer SGPX boost, like shout out to DraftKings, uh this is how you stay number one in the EV ranks, and for all of the you know, EV betting is dead, which I heard basically two years ago. I mean, these guys are still kicking along and a lot of these had higher maxes than what they kind of have been putting out. And then there's obviously the, the all sport, no sweat, which we can get into, I, I didn't put it in the rundown, but we can get into the pros and cons of that versus the no sweat. But honestly, you can just read my Parlay Insurance article up on Pickett. The numbers are actually a little bit better because we can SGP it and do some negative correlation. But you'll get a sense for what a parlay insurance looks like and then a $20 max versus a $5 max. So the EV percentage will be lower, but the EV dollar should be higher.
1: I think I follow that. That makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, sorry. That was a mouthful. There's a lot there. But the Gambling Landscape Update, Bet365s in Indiana, DraftKings stepping it up in a big way. There you go. Nice and concise.
1: I've got a kind of random question that we haven't discussed before. Sure but was just thinking about this recently while I've been looking at some of the Super Bowl bets I've been trying to get in. As DraftKings and FanDuel specifically try and update and upgrade the user experience, do you think they'll ever come out with open parlay functionality?
0: What, what, what do you mean by open parlay functionality?
1: Like, if I wanted to bet on... When I've bet... And with offshore platforms, you can leave open spots in yeah. your parlay. So you can take a three-team parlay but only have the first spot filled. So if you wanted to bet that the – I mean, I feel like the way that they're used most often is the Clippers are 11-point favorites against the Wizards tonight. Yeah. I want to bet the money line, but, like, what am I going to do with a minus 600 money line? You just throw that in an open spot in a three-team parlay and figure out what you're going to fill the rest
0: with later. Oh, well, I, I guess you mean like set it aside kind of deal.
1: Yes. And then you I'm have just, open sure spots you can fill later. That. Yeah.
0: I'm sure if offshores do that, that's something that they would, I, I don't think that they're, it's just something they may not have thought of yet or uh, implemented. It's certainly not something I'd ever thought of, but it's, you know, it's a nice suggestion. Uh, yeah. One thing I would... that We also didn't talk about that. I want to get your immediate thoughts on. LeBron announced like an hour ago that he's partnering with DraftKings, which was ultimately what I assumed his like little giving out picks thing would end up with. Not necessarily DraftKings, but with Sportsbook. Uh, What do you think of that?
1: I think it seems like partnering with LeBron more means partnering with Spring Hill than it really would. I don't understand how an active player can have... It's that really weird, right? It can have that much involvement in a gambling company, but I think it's just laying the groundwork for the things he wants to get involved in after his playing career. And for the time being, it would just mean an influx of money into his production company. Um,
0: I know, but they, why, would why not announce it with Spring Hill? Yeah. I mean, DraftKings said that he's going to be giving out NFL picks.
1: I mean, if he was already having fun doing that and it's not breaking the rules, um, uh, that the nba has in place no, but
0: you can't have an individual player partner sports i mean i'm like i'm the last conspiracy theory person maybe not on this earth but when it comes to this stuff and it, that's and we talked about shams in the past uh part you know being up on fan duel tv being weird whatever because he had info i mean this is the most influential player in the league uh in a lot of ways but also just from his playing like this feels weirder to me than that did yeah again lebron's too big of an entity to care about DraftKings throwing him some money to like tank a game or something but it's still icky no it
1: it definitely is icky and it 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 feels like it i don't really know how it plays out and it just seems maybe i actually saw this morning maybe he's tired of the lebrunder hitting have you heard have you seen uh, no, anything? Why? There have been a few cappers that I follow. I think some guys that are working for better media that have decided this season that they're going to bet the under LeBron points every single game this season. And he's played 44 games. I believe it's 29 and 15. and they're just calling it the Lebrunder and oh, LeBron. No. LeBron was tired of seeing his under hit every game, so he's decided to partner with DraftKings to get it down from 29.5 to 24.5 so he could finally hit a few overs.
0: Well, there you go. Well, using his powers for good then. Uh, anyway, we should get to the big thought. Are we jumping into that right now or after a break?
1: Uh, no, let's go ahead. Um, You wanted to talk a little bit of ESPN bet here. Uh, What do you got?
0: Yeah, so the other day for the first time I was kind of asked – Well. First time since like opening night, basically, I was asked about this ESPN promo. And again, I don't have ESPN, so it's not something I ever looked. Like I, I didn't. I guess I knew because it was brought up the first day, but I didn't realize it was still around every day, or at least not something I thought about. Uh, but it's this fifty-point special that that they run, uh, where you place a pre-live straight cash wager on a moneyline bet for any NBA game, and if there's a fifty percent 50 point scorer, you will get paid in bonus bets depending on who wins but you'll, you'll get paid some amount in bonus bets either way so i got asked about it when luca was playing the magic because Kyrie was out and because luca scored 73 last week uh his over under was 37 and a half and i was asked hey is this any good and which side is better so i want to so i wrote it out in the discord uh, the play was the underdog, which is the Magic at plus one hundred and sixty, who had a somewhat brutal loss. Um, but that's not the point of this exercise. The point is, uh, so I, I explained the math in Discord. I understand that there's no visual component to this, so I'm going to somewhat skim through the math side of it and just explain why the underdog's better for the most part. But hang with me if you can. I'm here. So first off, we have to figure out what are the chances that Luca gets. Uh, A fifty-point game, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that the way I figure out alt points is I use standard deviation method, basically. So, what's he expected? What's sort of the the variance in his points on a night-to-night basis? Obviously, I I tend to do it with like similar point total players, and thirty-seven and a half is a bit higher, so I had to somewhat fudge and estimate, especially because he just had seventy-three the other day. So I estimate the standard deviation, and I basically just made it a bit higher than what you know a thirty and a half points score would normally be, and I got to nine percent that he ends up getting over forty nine and a half, and my standard deviation did sort of match up with like a lot of the alt points, both up and down. So I I feel pretty good about that number, at least that it's not too far off. So nine percent that he gets fifty plus. So if the Magic lose. And people, I think people made this a bit more complicated than they needed to. In a lot of the questions I got asked about correlation, stuff like that. So, if the magic lose, and, and you bet the magic, then your bonus is going to be, you get your stake back. So, if the magic, so let's say we bet the magic, and the magic lose, you get your stake back, which is a hundred dollars. If you had instead. Bet the Mavericks in the same scenario, the Mavericks win, so the Magic loss, you would get $57 bonus for if Lucas scores 50. Okay. So either way, if Lucas scores 50 and the Mavericks win, I shouldn't say either way, but if the Mavericks win, you'd get a larger bonus bet for picking the, the Magic. Okay. Now let's say that the Magic wins magic win that then and you bet the magic you get your winnings doubled in the form of bonus bet so they were plus 160 uh that means you would get a $160 bonus bet forget about your normal winnings whatever the magic win you pick the magic you get $160 bonus bet if you had taken the mavericks and the same thing happens the magic win so the mavericks lost then you'd get your stake back which is $100 in bonus bet So if the Magic win, you get $60 extra on a $100 bet in bonus bets. And if the Magic lost, you would get $43 extra in bonus bets for for taking the Magic. So either way, EV-wise, you are heavily incentivized to take the Magic because your payout is, or I say the Magic, the underdog in the game because of the way they set up the promo, you should always be taking underdog. I don't care. People were asking about, oh, but what? Which line is closer to fair? Blah, blah blah. And I and I poured the math out for them. It's not even close. So, the first answer to your question of which side do I take? You take the underdog because your payout will be your your. The whole point of any promo, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know this, you know, for forty episodes, that the whole point of the promo is. What you can get back whether it's bonus bets uh whether it's whatever versus so the ev of of whatever you're getting minus the vig and the whatever the, the whatever part you're getting is a lot better if you take the magic either way if you take the underdog either way uh, so that's that part that's why we take the underdog we will always take the underdogs with this promo the line would have to be so silly and if you know, skewed <laughs> wise in a way that doesn't exist. It would have to be like a Raven situation where they do it like weirdly on purpose, which would never happen in an NBA regular season. Okay. So we're we're looking to take the underdog. Now, the quick EV math that maybe I'll lose you here a little bit, but I'll try not to. I assume that two-thirds of the time, so it was plus the fair odds were like uh, you know, minus one seventy, minus one sixty five, something like that. The I assume that if Luca gets the 50, just to make it a round number, that the Mavericks will win two thirds of the time. So it, it just bumps up their odds a bit. Maybe it's a bit more, maybe it's a bit, probably not less, but whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so let's use two thirds just to get nice round numbers. But I did account for the correlation. There. So I'm just going to do the, the magic side to spare us the time. So if the magic lose, two thirds of the time, they lose then we get a bonus bet of $100, two-thirds of the time, times 9%, right? Because we, this only happens if Luca gets 50 points. And it doesn't have to be Luca, it could be anyone in the game, but everyone else is, the next highest point total was like 22 and a half or something for Bonchero, so it didn't really matter. Uh, so 9% of the time, somebody scores 50, multiply that by two-thirds, that's how often the Magic lose. And then times uh, the $100 free bet that we would get, which I just multiplied by uh, 0.8. I assumed 80% conversion, so $4.80 of EV. So two-thirds times 0.09 times 100 times 0.8 equals $4.80 of EV, which would be 4.8% EV on our $100 stake. Then we have to multiply it by if the magic win, so one-third of the time times 0.09 times uh, 160, which is the bonus bet we would get if the magic had won and we took the magic times 0.8. That equals $3.84. So if you add those up together, uh, we are gaining $8.64 of EV from this promo. The VIG at the time was about $1.88. So that gave us $6.76 of EV, or 6.76%, which is... Honestly great given the max uh that you could do on this promo, which in this case, you really should have well you really could take it up to a thousand dollars, but after six hundred and twenty-five dollars, the EV drops off to like well, like I forget what it was, but it was like one percent or something. So it was a bit close to fair. So you should really do it six hundred and twenty-five dollars. And getting that kind of max at six point seven six percent EV, as many of you EV betters know, is um, pretty fantastic. I, I still suggested 0.7 units because just because they give you higher maxes, I mean, we we stretch outside of our 0 to 1 unit scale. And for an underdog at, for, you know, for a plus 160 at six percent something EV, uh, you know, 0.7, 0.7 units felt right. Uh, but it is, and it's not like some random prop. This is a this is a you know somewhat heavily bet NBA money line. So. Really strong promo, If for those wondering the Maverick side, I laid out the math doing the same thing. I got to, uh, I did the Mavs at minus 175 because the person that asked had taken the maps earlier in the day, at minus 175. So it was plus 160, minus 190 at the time, but I compared plus 160 to minus 175, which is more centered around where the fair line was anyway. So it gives you a, a non-biased view of it. And uh, that ended up being about $3 a week. Uh, you know, well less than half of the E v of taken the magic, but still still plus plus e v either side. so that was that promo. Uh, what am I gonna be looking for going forward now that I kind of know it's around? yep yeah, uh basically people you know players that have I think the cutoff to make it EV is something like thirty five and a half but, you know maybe thirty four and a half I'll have to look that way. yeah, it's gonna have to be like thirty five and a half and maybe even favored over. So I'll keep an eye out. Obviously, if there's multiple guys in the 30 range, that could also be helpful, but it's crazy how much it really you know, how much your odds. Why
1: would multiple guys in the 30 range?
0: The, yeah, it's a good question because the promo says anyone getting 50. I kept talking about Luca because he was the only viable option. Mm. In other words, guys with over unders in the 20s. Yeah, basically just don't get 50 points.. I mean, there's the obvious random exception, but, you know, like, uh, cat <laughs> happened, but you know, those are less than 1% and, uh, basically don't get factored in here, but yeah. So I'm going to be looking for, you know, guys with high totals, and then we're going to be taking underdogs and, you know, hopefully we get some more opportunities to do it. Cause it's a really cool promo and hopefully we get some 50 point scores.
1: Yeah. Um, and what does that pay out? What is the 50 point score of payout? I'm
0: oh, sorry if I missed that. No, it's okay. Uh, I'm sure people have that question. So, uh, if you bet, so we're assuming we bet the underdog. I laid out why you'd want to bet the underdog. Mm-hmm. If you, on an $100 bet, just to make it easy, if the underdog w- wins, and somebody got 50, then you get your payout doubled, but in the form of a free bet. So, in our case, for the Magic, we want we would win $160, and then we'd get another $160 as a free bet. That would be the the bonus. If your bet lost and you took the underdog, you would get a hundred dollars. You'd get your stake back uh, in the form of a free bet, so like fully insured in a way. Uh, and that would be a hundred dollar free bet. So like I said before, the the favorite you're looking at either fifty seven dollars in this case or a hundred dollars as opposed to a hundred dollars or 160 and that's why we take the underdog gotcha yeah that makes sense the, the connection the connection to you know which team wins if there's a 50 point score just doesn't matter because we're just placing a regular money line bet and then completely separately if there's a 50 point score we get some kind of you know bonus bet and either way no matter who wins you'd be better off with the underdog with the underdog, and for and, you know, at least as far as the free bets concerned, obviously, yeah, you'd rather pick the side that wins, but we don't know. which.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, it should be interesting to see if they do more of that type of promo. It's, it's
0: going to be around all season, and it has been around all season. Uh, it just kind of got brought back to my attention again. I don't have ESPN, so it's not something I like saw on my homepage. I don't have it, it's not in New York uh it's not something that was like on my page every day and i got asked about it because lucas total was so high and then people were asking oh which side should you know is it good and which side should i take and i said very clearly it's a play and very clearly it, it should be the magic or the underdog
1: yeah i actually was watching some of that game that was a pretty uh pretty fun comeback um, yeah, the magic. I mean,
0: not if you were rooting for the Magic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, that, yeah. that would have been the rare one where you're like, oh, the underdog second, looks good. They were, looked, like 20, they were up 20.
0: Yeah, I think they scored 12 points in the third quarter and still lost like 120 to 120-something. 120 yeah,
1: no, it's a really good game coming down yeah, to I'll it. In the
0: third quarter, it was perfect. But actually, Luca ended up with like 42, maybe something like that. For a second, it looked like it was going to go into overtime. I don't remember like the exact thing, but it was a 1-2 point game late and I was like, you know, could the gambling gods give us a fifth, you know, an uh, overtime to get Luka to 50? And then, you know, even sweeter, the magic win in overtime? Yeah. But
1: the damn gambling gods. Um, well, on that, yeah, uh, we'll time. take it. We'll take it out to break, um, and we'll be right back. We're doing a quick wheel of sports, hitting one topic, and then going to grind my gears. So we'll be back right after this break. today we've got four options on the wheel uh, plus a fifth bonus option as always one is the Niners and Chiefs Super Bowl rematch two is Ben Johnson staying put in Detroit three is Brunson getting snubbed as an all-star game starter and four Hank must have been drunk putting this together we've got the Oilers win streak on here and then as always, we've got what is TPG's real name as a fifth bonus option. We'll see if the wheel lands there today. Let's give it a spin. There we go. We're talking Brunson. Do I need to set it up? Or are you ready to go? I, I, I yeah, think my, everyone I, I knows. Did, I
0: did all my prep on the, the Oilers win streak.
1: Oh, yeah? You you want to talk Oilers winning? Yeah, um, and Connor McDavid. They probably have some other guys. I was going to say, is that, that's the prep you did? (laughs) Oilers roster. Yeah,
0: Oilers. No, I, I I knew about, about, uh, about C-Mac, as I, as I like.
1: Kudos to you.
0: Edmonton's tough.
1: Well, you know about C-Mac. Do you know about Dante DiVincenzo? Do you know about Miles McBride and the 14 and two Knicks in January? I think maybe 15 and two as of last night. Do you know about Jalen Brunson having the best January of anyone in the league. I think over 61% true shooting and 28 points a game with eight assists. And the Knicks are unbeatable on a seven-game win streak. Do we know about that?
0: Uh, no, actually, I only knew about the Oilers winning 16 straight, which is really hard to do in hockey. And All right, the, well, the Knicks are on their way there. I mean, especially for a team that was below five hundred going into that streak. Just really impressive hockey.
1: Um, are you willing actually, to it's argue? Crazy,
0: it's actually crazy, though. That We're is going very impressive. To 16 straight. Shout out we'll to take a
1: second. Shout out, Oiler. Shout out, Thank Hank. You. Thank that that you. is okay. pretty impressive. Continue. All
0: right, continue with the Knicks. Are
1: we willing to admit? And by the way, I think there is somewhat of an argument for the other side. But do you think that the, and the a mistake was made in Brunson not making the All-Star game? The starters in the East are Dame and Ty Halliburton. He's
0: not, he's not a starter, you're saying, right?
1: He is not a starter in the All-Star game. He'll
0: be be in the All-Star game.
1: Though I think he'll definitely be in the All-Star game. Though I I honestly think he's probably in the running right now for first or second team All-NBA, but doesn't even make the top five in the East. Do you think a mistake was made, or do you think that both Dame and Ty Halliburton deserve the starting spots?
0: I think Halliburton did. I don't think Dame did. I think it's, those are like, Two pretty easy answers for me.
1: Yeah, I I'd agree. The only argument would be the star power that Dame brings
0: should be starting, and there's a level of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. But if we're just talking about, I mean, because then it's whoever got voted should be, because that's that's how the votes go. And, well, I don't um, think it's,
1: it's a pure vote. I think it's one third, one third, one third. Fans, no, coaches, know, media. Some,
0: okay, but no, but people, coaches voted and fans voted and media voted. Right? It still votes. Yeah. So. I would say, looking at the standings, right? Indy's twenty-seven and twenty-one. I don't know what the record is with or without Halliburton, but during most of this voting, they basically had the same record as the name. And even now, they're only a couple games back, right? I think that Halliburton is so overwhelmingly the the Indiana Pacers. What we know about them, also, you know, they made it to the final in the the in-season tournament, which you know, it's not the playoffs, but it mattered slightly more than the rest of the regular season games. So I think up to this point, you look at the main guy, the stats he's putting up, the record was, you know, right there. And and obviously, the I mentioned the in-season tournament. Like, I think Halliburton deserves to be an All-Star starter. Dame, I don't really see it. Their, their record's only slightly better than the Knicks. Statistically, Dame's doing worse than Brunson. And... Like, his impact on winning, I mean, Milwaukee usually has a better record at this point, you know? And I think that if you took him off that team, they they would have a similar record right now. So, you took Brunson off the Knicks, you took Haliburton off the Pacers, I, I think they'd be a lot further down in the standings. And both those guys, I believe, have better numbers than Dame. So, that one, I just think, doesn't really... Like, what's the argument for it? Yeah, I think that's a great point.
1: I don't even know how the Knicks...
0: He is so good in the All-Star games.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I get it. I get, like, there's a level of once you establish yourself as a star, you don't really... Like, if you and someone else are tied, you kind of get the spot. They need to be 120% of what you're doing in order to take that spot from you. But... Brunson has been that. And you bring up the point where you take Brunson off the Knicks and what are they? They're a bottom 10 team in the league potentially without him. Like you're, Then we're just go riding the ups and downs of Julius Randle. You have Brunson steadying the ship, taking a t- a great defensive team with a bunch of role players, making sure everyone's in their spots. scoring when he needs to, facilitating when he needs to. He's When you watch the Knicks play, the shots that he gets off are like, maybe it's just like the level of difficulty of floaters he's making over seven footers consistently. It just feels more impressive than what Dame is doing this year. Like we've seen Dame shoot the ball well. We've seen him, and this isn't even... I think it needs to be I mean, factored like coach
0: in. coach got fired. Like, you yeah. Know, like it, it, you can't say that it, he's been this. He's also averaging. He's averaging team. like
1: seven points less than he did last season. Last season, he yeah, had an no, amazing they- year. and was averaging over 30. And this year, he's having a bit of a step back for himself. Granted, on a better team.
0: In my opinion, the Knicks, especially recently, so there's a little bit of unfairness to this It was kind of decided before much of this run, have been a revelation that is centered around Brunson. It actually reminds me a lot of like 2010 or 11 Chicago Bulls who, you know, were this great defensive team didn't have a ton of scoring punch in shot creation, and Derrick Rose sort of stepped into that for them. And yep. yeah, I think they went on to win 60 games or whatever. I, I don't know that the Knicks will, but it, it, if he, actually it was both Thibodeau teams. So uh, I guess I hadn't even made that connection, but it it has a similar vibe. They play hard. They rely on their point guard to create looks for them. Like it's not just his scoring and assists. It's, it's you know, he's sort of, drawing the action and and he's allowing guys to get into the right spots and i don't think he's like you know chris paul in that way but just just kind of the way derrick rose was where like he's the engine that makes it go the the paint has to be a little bit more packed cuz he's always getting into it and he allows guys to catch their breath while they're playing 42 minutes cuz he's getting to the line a lot like he's just the engine of 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 that team and you just can't talk about dame in that way like yeah he's hit a couple of big shots uh but he's not the best player on his team and i don't think the bucks are doing well enough to justify two starters like that not to mention two starters but also like chris middleton's a good player and bobby portis and brooke lopez and whatever and excuse me if one of them's having a worse year than usual but like it's a, it's a well-rounded team
1: yeah it, it is a great team i mean it is worth noting, and like you said, that dame got his coach fired. There's like a, there's just a huge difference to the feel of their yeah. two seasons. Um, while, while we're on the topic, do you think anyone else uh, was an All-Star snub?
0: Uh, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. Who were the other All-Stars
1: um, in
0: the East? Where's
1: I believe in the East it was Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum. Nice. Tatum. Feels right um and then in the west you have LeBron Durant Jokic and then the backcourt of Luka and Shea. uh do we do we feel like they got it right across um, the board I I'd say the only arguments KD are potentially or KD, KD or LeBron, LeBron. potentially being pre- replaced L- by L- Anthony Davis
0: Yeah is there not like a I mean I guess Ant would have to be a guard are they they're doing it by guards and forwards, like it's not. I mean, what about like I don't I don't know. Kawhi's played every game. I imagine his stats are decent. I'm just looking at teams kind of further ahead in the standings. Like Devin Booker's been just as good as KD. Le, you know LeBron's team, same with AD's twenty four and twenty five. But you know uh, that that's such a fan. I'm sure the fan vote was so overwhelming for LeBron, especially that like I have no problems with it. Nobody wants to see LeBron coming off the bench, so. Uh, you know, the, nobody made a, I guess nobody made a, like you said, 120% case over either of those guys. And those guys were kind of close enough and everyone wants to see them starting. So I, I got no problem with it.
1: Um, all righty. Well, I think that's probably enough uh, all-star game talk. Yeah. Uh, even though I will, I do love talking snubs and seeing who we think should have made it. Um, I think it'll be fun to talk about. I think they might be revealed tomorrow. Um, if not the the following week. Uh, yeah. I mean, they usually do it on the Thursday night TNT show. Um, so I'm guessing it's tomorrow. Makes sense. We're about two weeks out, but let's go from a fun all-star discussion. I just want to see Wemby out there, man. I would, Oh, I would hate that. He'd probably win the MVP. Let's go to
0: grinds my gears. What's got you fired up this week? You know what really grinds my gears? What's got me fired up this week is I saw a tweet. I think I first saw it from the Action Network that said, you can bet on Will Travis Kelsey proposed to Taylor Swift. The yes line was plus 190. The no line was minus 250. Then I see, this is, I thought it was fake. First off, the odds were so stupid. Second off, this is a ridiculous bet. I was like, there's no way. Then I see it was real and in Canada. And it grinds my gears that I wasn't able to put a large sum of money on the no at minus 250. And <laughs> believe me, I was scrambling, thinking about who I know in Canada, which unfortunately, is a short list, because these odds were absurd. The bad. Uh, and why were they absurdly bad? Well, first off, I had to text a few people who are kind of in the Taylor Swift know better than me, like, hey, any smoke around this? What do we think? Is this possible? And I got Two out of two, resounding no's, and I said, like, you're confident enough that, you know, you'd let me sleep on your couch if I lost all my money on this, and they said yes. And why? Because anyone that knows Taylor knows that she wouldn't want a public proposal like that. Okay, that, that's very good info. So now, let's play it out with that in the back of our mind. If the Chiefs lose, which is over 50% of the time, but let's call it 50%, He's not proposing on the field after the game, after they lost. Uh, that's basically a 0%. Chance. Do we, can, can, we, can we say that? That while the Niners are, are, the confetti's coming down, the Niners are jumping all over each other. Because this proposal must be on field after the game. Can we agree he is not on the field the minute he loses the, the Super Bowl proposing to Taylor Swift? Can we agree with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, in a loss, there's absolutely
0: 0% chance. Okay, 0% chance in a loss. So now we're saying minus 250, right? So that that means that we are pricing in, if the Chiefs win, (laughs) for minus 250 to make sense, there would have to be a greater than 50% chance that he would then, on the field, propose to Taylor Swift immediately after the game. That's the only way this bet. Which, like my good friends who know Taylor said, highly, highly unlikely, given that that's not what she would want. That would be a distraction team. It's also just like a very specific thing to have happen. So, there's no way you could say it's more likely than not that, and minus 300 would really be our break-even for that. So, minus 250 is like even better. You know, it's like 55%. There's no way you could say it's more likely than not that he will propose, given that they won. That's, That's absolute insanity to me and keep in mind if he proposed to her before the game on the field (laughs) if he proposed to her at halftime if he proposed to her during the parade if he proposed to her when they got back to the hotel like all those we would still win our bet because it says proposal must be on field after the game to think that that extremely specific proposal and outcome is more than fifty percent likely, and a Chiefs win is ludicrous to me. So I wanted to bet it. Get this your ass a, to Canada. Me, this was a this was a for me a a once in a you know only so op- often chance you get to, to get a ninety plus percent likelihood at a minus two fifty type price. It moved within a few hours to, uh, I don't know, it was like plus 1160 at minus 3500. You know, it did just completely (laughs) move to to probably closer to where it should be. And it makes me sad.
1: It makes me sad that you didn't get in the car right away and get going.
0: Uh, You know what? I'm very glad I didn't because...
1: By the time you were there, the the line would have moved?
0: Yeah. Certainly it would have.
1: Well, I'm happy. I'm also happy to see that this is probably the most lighthearted grinds my gears we've ever had, uh, that it, you don't actually seem all that worked up about it. It just feels like a bit well, of like, I, did, th-
0: fi- I s- did find out that the max bet was $100. Yeah, you had to so figure I would have won $40. So,
1: so easy not to get too uh, wound up.
0: It puts a bandaid on the wound. I would say it, it's not it's not fully healed, but it helped. And and I thought, you know, we could go through just more devigging, you know, more, more how we think about bets in the wild. Uh, but I can tell you this one was, was grossly mispriced. And I, I, I was asked by a friend who I was talking about this with, so are you, am I rooting against, am I rooting for or against a proposal? You know, knowing that I missed out on this once in a lifetime bet, does that make me You now want the proposal. You know, I really just don't care. I mean, I'm rooting for those guys. I I got nothing against either of them. I mean, do I think it would probably take away from the post game? Sure. Not really my business. I don't really care. And the the, the what if, look, like, if I rooted it for or against every bet that I what if I am so close to posting so many bets where the lines move, talk myself out of it, or like one book has odds that make it not that great, like my, I would I would go insane if I if I cared like that. But if I had to pick a side, I, I hope that there's no proposal. Because being right is more important to me than, than the money.
1: Yeah, fair enough all right well proposal or not we've got an episode coming up next week we'll 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 be previewing the game uh we'll probably cover the proposal prop but i think we're going to be covering a lot more props than just that looking forward to the game looking forward to us previewing it anything else you got or we uh are we episode 40s in the books episode 40s in the books.
0: thanks for listening guys have a good weekend